Welcome to IdeaGen TV. Today we are thrilled to have with us Heather Lux, Strategic Director at Microsoft. Heather, welcome. Thank you. So honored to be here today. You know, Heather, so exciting to hear your upcoming interview today. We're just thrilled. I am excited to uh, see and hear all of the incredible insights and perspectives. And thank you for all you're doing at Microsoft. Well, thank you very much. Yes, I am equally excited uh, to be here today and joined by Duke Energy's Vice President of National Engagement Strategy, Chief Sustainability Officer, and President of the Duke Energy Foundation, Ms. Catherine Neeby. So welcome, Catherine. Hi, so glad to be here. I think that is about as many hats as one person can wear <laughs> at any one organization. So congratulations. Um, I. I, I'm sure you know today we're really focused on the sustainability officer role, but talk to me a little bit about you know your background and the journey that led you to this great opportunity at Duke Energy. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here and, and to speak with you. Um, I'm relatively new at Duke Energy. I joined the company about six weeks ago, so I've been just really enjoying getting up to speed on all of the great work that Duke Energy is doing to provide reliable and affordable energy that is also clean to our customers. So it's been a really extraordinary uh, first few weeks. Um, but prior to Duke Energy, I have spent around 20 years working at the intersection between uh, business and society. Uh, I think two jobs that are probably most relevant for this community of, of folks uh, I spent about six and a half years at the World Wildlife Fund, where I ran a global partnership with Coca-Cola focused on freshwater, uh, and then seven years, most recently at Walmart, uh, where I did a lot of work on stakeholder engagement, sustainability, uh, and also ESG, which is certainly emerging as the, the topic of, of the day. Um, and what I really appreciate uh, and enjoyed about those, those last few roles was um, just the critical role that we're seeing ESG issues and sustainability play um, as we look to the future. And so when I was with uh, WWF, uh, we focused with Coca-Cola on freshwater conservation. Uh, as I'm sure you can appreciate, water is the primary ingredient in, in everything that, that Coca-Cola manufactures. So it was really important to them as a company uh, that they had water in the ground, not only for their business, uh, but also for the communities where they operated. Uh, so we tackled projects with them, looking at everything from the World Wildlife Fund's kind of bread and butter, which is water conservation, but also water efficiency, uh, energy efficiencies, a whole host of, of different topics. And then when I went over to Walmart, um, their mission is really to help people save money and live better. Uh, there is a lot of talk in the media about Walmart's effort to help people save money. Uh, but I was really focused on that other side of, of the coin, which is really helping people live better and thinking through all of the tools that a company at um, Walmart's size and scale can really uh, help to do to create an enabling environment for, for business and for society. Um, which now takes me over to Duke Energy. Uh, when they called and said they were interested in having me come over, uh, the opportunity to really help them accelerate their journey on not only this reliable uh, and, and affordable power, but also with an eye towards these massive challenges ahead of us like climate change was just extraordinary. 
uh, and to contribute to Duke Energy's journey in that way, in that capacity, was just an outstanding opportunity. Fantastic. I think it, it definitely seems to key in on one area that you show a lot of passion about in your past career and in taking and stepping into this role, um, and that is environmental sustainability. So were you just born with that or did that was that something that cultivated throughout your career or was there any specific uh, moments that helped you develop that passion or how would you describe that? Um, I would say it's a lot of different things. I grew up in North Carolina. I went to undergrad in Colorado. So growing up, any opportunity to get outside and go hiking or camping and just spend time in nature and the resiliency and the power of nature was just so powerful to me uh, and so important to me. Um, but uh, unlike, I think, some people, I don't know that I had a core vision when I was in my 20s, certainly not my early 20s, about what I wanted to do uh, with my life. I, I was a kind of classic liberal arts uh, student interested in a whole lot of different things and not sure how they all intersected or would come together. Um, and I got my first job in the field of sustainability back in 2000. And this is back when sustainability was a, a handful of concepts and a few companies were doing some really interesting work, but it was really at the, at the dawn of what I would refer to as kind of the corporate interest in sustainability. Um, and I got started working for a very small consulting company uh, that was focused on bringing energy efficient products to the market. And so they were working with utilities, with nonprofit organizations, with energy efficiency alliances, with retailers like Walmart. Um, mm -hmm. And so right now in Duke Energy, it feels like my career has really come full circle because I'm, I'm kind of back in that, in that world. Um, but what we were doing at that consulting company was really trying to align all of these different interests and all of these different incentives towards an outcome that everyone could kind of get behind. Um, so for utilities, there was a lot of uh, interest in demand side management. Retailers, they were interested in selling products. Nonprofit organizations were really interested in trying to figure out how do we get people to do things that will have better outcomes for planet. Um, and the beauty of that particular role, uh, particularly in, in, in the early phase of sustainability, was um, it was okay that everyone had slightly different interests and slightly different um, uh, outcomes and, and slightly different language, uh, as long as we could kind of get together on that journey together um, and drive towards outcomes. And uh, now what you'll see that kind of referred to is, is this notion called shared value, but it really is how do you align business outcome and business value with societal value and societal outcome. Terrific. Yeah, I, I love that you kind of take the, the edge off of the conversation by letting it be okay for us to all still be figuring this out together. I think that's key to, to welcoming more people into the conversation in, in each of their roles. Catherine, as you know, we're just a few of the folks that are assembled this week to talk about some of the most complex global challenges that we face as a society. Uh, share, if you would, a little bit about your perspective on the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Well, first off, I would just like to make a note that I'm used to being up in New York this particular week uh, and running back and forth from building to building to meeting to meeting to event to event. So yeah. I find it a little bit refreshing that we're, <laughs> we're actually doing this virtually. It means that I'm, yeah. I'm on time for all of the different events <laughs> um, as opposed to, to, to the, the past few years. But um, 
what I love about the sustainable development goals is that they provide a roadmap for everyone, every type of organization uh, to align on kind of the outcomes that we would like to see uh, society deliver, uh, be it a religious institution, uh, a member of civil society, government leaders, members of industry like myself. Um, and, and I think one of the things that is so powerful about them is there are 17 discrete and concrete goals with supporting targets underneath them in the spirit of what measures what what you measure matters um, it really helps provide a clarity of vision and a strength of purpose for all of us um, as we move forward yeah could not agree more I think um, you know it's just so exciting to be able to participate and be some of those voices um, you know delivering some of the thought leadership around how we together as uh, as members of industry can help uh, frame up some of the solutions in these areas. I really think, you know, in, in Microsoft, you know, we take a lot of pride in making sure that we're always intersecting, as you talked about earlier, um, business and strategy. We also see that intersection of innovation and sustainability. Um, and one of the things we're saying at both of our organizations is that efforts are going to be needed uh, to drive the cost down um, this, we have to scale up on the other side in terms of uh, deployment. So talk to me a little bit now, if you will, in, in your you know, chief sustainability officer at Duke Energy role. How do you see Duke playing a pivotal role in delivering some of the innovation around clean energy? Um, well, first, going back to the previous question, when I look at, across all of the sustainable development goals, the connective tissue that runs across our ability to achieve them relies upon the ability for us to provide reliable and affordable and clean power to people. So, so for me, key to how we advance economic growth, social equity, uh, sustainability, and how we really deliver all of these goals meaningfully is, um, is, is lost without reliable, affordable, clean power. And so, Duke Energy is one of the largest utilities in the United States, I think has an opportunity to set an example of, of how you take um, the utility sector forward uh, through this journey of, of, of trying to address climate change and at the same time provide people with the power. And I think more so now than ever, as we're thinking about, um, uh, as we're in the midst of a pandemic, as we're thinking about how do we build back just the essential role that um, power providers like like Duke Energy can really, really play here. Um, and as I think about the, some of the aspirations that, that Duke Energy has set in terms of uh, having our CO2 emissions by 2030, zero net emissions by 2050 against a 2005 uh, benchmark, I just um, or baseline, I think that this is a huge opportunity for Duke Energy to really think through how do we how do we get from A to B to Z in a way that is just going to work for all of our stakeholders? Um, and we've got we've had some good progress. Uh, where our emissions are down 39% since 2005. I think really ahead of some of the industry. So I think we've got some some good history, some good runway behind us. A lot more that we need to be doing in the future. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to 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 help. Um, and you spoke, Heather, about innovation. And when I think about how are we going to um, help think through this, this huge challenge of providing people with power and at the same time mitigating impacts, 
the role of innovation is going to be absolutely critical to unlock and enable um, us to meet these goals. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you and I both have unique opportunities within the organizations that we serve to, you know, amplify and accelerate all of the efforts around around affordable and clean energy. Um, but I don't want to mistake that everybody has a role to play in this challenge. And, you know, whether it's in your life as a consumer or in your role in the community or certainly within the workforce or student population, um, everyone needs to take action on this, this sustainable goal. So give what advice would you give to people in all of those different, and somebody who wears many hats, <laughs> what would you uh, advise the students, the people in the workforce, the business leaders um, and community leaders today to be doing to contribute to delivering clean and affordable energy? Heather, if we were in an auditorium and you were speaking, I would be standing up cheering loudly because I could not agree more. I, um, I often speak to students, uh, graduate students and undergraduate students who are really trying to figure out what is their path forward. Mm -hmm. And they always feel like they're, they're trying to debate between doing something good and making money. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I just, I, and, and they need kind of the word sustainability in the, in their title to, to have the opportunity to actually make an impact. And I just, I refuse to, <laughs> I refuse to, um, to buy into that argument. I think you can do good and make money. I think that's the whole purpose of kind of shared value is how do you have that economic lever in addition to social and in addition to environmental. Um, and at that same time, you don't need to wait for permission to incorporate sustainability or ESG into your day-to-day -day function. Whether or not you're a member of civil society or industry or in government, this is key for all of us to, to solve for and to think through and to problem solve for. And, and you don't need permission. You don't need it in your title. You just need to wake up and start doing. I love that. I think that really that challenges people to stop thinking about their role in its contextual title, um, but rather, you know, rethink it. And if we've learned anything over these past few months, it's that we can all do things differently, even when we thought we couldn't. Um, so I love that you're, you know, leading that conversation and that thread around, um, you know, everyone's welcome to play a role and contribute to this conversation, ir irrespective of what title they wear or, or you know, where they are um, in their unique positions in, in the world. So thank you so much for, for opening that door to everyone on this topic. Um, I'm so excited that you're, you're a part of Duke Energy and thrilled to see and watch everything that you'll be leading going forward. Um, and I hope that you'll come back and join us again to share some of that journey as, as we hit some good milestones along the way. So thank you once again, and thank you to IdeaGen for hosting us today. Uh, it's been a pleasure and an honor to be here together.